Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Nurture Your Zest. I'm your host, Ashley King, and I will introduce you to a wealth of interesting, fascinating individuals from all walks of life who will share their stories, how they've overcome challenges, and you will find out their top tips for success. Through this podcast, you can gain tips to grow and change your life and the way you see the world and help you to nurture your zest. Hello and welcome to Nurture Your Zest. I am super stoked because I get to chat to Joel today. Um, And, you know, we're making lots of creative content today. Mm -hmm. So what's it like being behind the... Well, actually, on the camera, not behind the camera. It. It's, yeah, it's oh, it's very different. Is it? It's hard not to look at the camera. I really want to look at the camera, um, but now you have to look at me for a whole like yeah, that's half fine. an I hour. Can, I can talk to you. That's that's all right. Um, it's just yeah, making sure that yeah, I I forget all the production rules and don't go like, <laughs> oh, is that recording? Is that doing this or? or Oh, that's not a framed right. I mean, you are a perfectionist, Joel, which is wonderful. It's a nightmare. It makes, you say it's a nightmare. I think it's a superpower. It makes the quality of the content you produce great. So I just wanted to, I mean, I know a lot about you, but Mm -hmm. no to your zest don't. So can you tell our listeners and viewers um, who you are? Who's Joel? Uh, So, yeah, so Joel is, um, well, I'm, I'm 24. I am a videographer. I'm self-employed. Uh, I like music, uh, like rock music. Uh, I like kickboxing. I like putting, I don't know. I just have like, obviously around video, why I like video is just, I kind of fell into it by accident. Um, so I actually wanted to study graphic design originally. Um, so I took a media and communications course to kind of help me understand how to market graphic design. Um, turns out I wasn't that good at graphic design. Um, and the media and film kind of side of the course, um, just clicked and I fell in love with it. And so I, for my second year of college, I took, uh, two years of film back to back. So I did first year and second year that year, and then continued the media communications course. Uh, I did a work experience placement with a production company down south, then got offered a part-time job, worked full-time, and then was unfortunately made redundant at the same time my parents moved back up north. So I had to move back up because I couldn't find any work that I wanted and uh, something secure. And I've always loved loved the northeast. Uh, I was originally born in the northeast, but... Um, due to my parents' work circumstances, I lived down south most of my life. So hence the dirty southern accent, as uh, people would probably say up here. Um, 
And yeah, and then decided to set up a business before a pandemic. Yeah, it's been a, a similar journey, eh? <laughs> yeah, um, which now I'm doing it makes complete sense. But planning for that was never an option. Even a week before I kind of took the leap, if someone asked me if I was ever going to be self-employed, it would have been no, that wasn't a possibility for me. Um, but yeah, I love, I love it. I just have, I don't know, I have that creative itch that I've, I've got to do it. I'm never going back, even if I run this to the ground. Uh, well, you won't, because no, I won't I, let you, just like you won't let me. So. No, no, I know. But um, yeah, it just, I, I guess I'm un unemployable <laughs> in a sense. Oh God, you are not unemployable. You've got so many gifts. Um, that, that is not true. But you, I get that because I also feel like I'm unemployable. I think sometimes we all have different strengths and they're so useful when we work together. But I, I totally get that. I mean, gosh, the volume of emails and private private sector or or like corporate work. I just don't know how people do it. It used to drive me insane. Like I still have issues with emails, but just the anxiety of of like that volume of communication. Um and so many other things that come up in um the workplace. I think there's something really nice when you're self employed about not having to think about, you know, the just some of the politics that go on in certain workplaces or the offices. Yeah, and it's being kind of, I guess, sometimes tied down to do work. Mm. Um, so as a kind of creative, you you like my creative days uh, where I kind of create content and things just because sometimes I have ideas that I just, uh, I've realized that I need to just do them and get them out of my head. Otherwise, I just uh, let them kind of ruminate and never do them. And when you're working for a for a boss, they expect things to be done at a certain time. Um, and you've got to work on, you know, sometimes boring kind of projects. Yes, it's video and it's fun, but it could be like hour long webinars and it's just like edit 20 of these back to back. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I'm going hired to do this. But it's like, oh, well, I've got to, got to do this. I've got to do that. Or Absolutely. But I mean, it's... It's funny because you mentioned I love your creative days and I do and I want the listeners and viewers to hear a bit about your creative days and the type of things you've been making but I also want to say that your creative days have inspired me to therefore be creative as well so you know the, the studio is a very creative space we like to play around with decor and do all kinds of things at the same time though you know we've been so busy making content for clients or for um, other people that you doing your creative stuff and spending time planning and thinking about sets that you want to create or outfits you need or, or whatever um, has actually encouraged me to to do that more. So today, for instance, I mean, we've got the amazing Christoph. We have we will have done seven episodes by the end of the day, which is just bananas. Yeah. I mean, he is a superstar for putting up with that much ash, but I'm just such a chatterbox. Um, but yeah, your creative like your approach to that has actually really inspired me. So thank you for that. But can you oh, tell okay. people about your creative days? Yeah, I, well, I guess like, I know what you're saying in terms of client work, sometimes to create sets, it does scratch that creative itch, like building sets and designing things and being a bit more 
curated content is more fun for me rather than some clients and like events and things like that where you have to film and you were just given what you're given. Um, whereas, yeah, creating content and having creative days is like sometimes I just go like, well, I have a photo in mind or like a headshot um, that might be a bit wacky and a bit more creative. I mean, one of my my favorite ones, which I I try to, I'm gonna try and uh, outdo it, but I, I started with, um, I've always been fascinated by flat lay photography. Um, and I think it's more from a fact of, uh, I have a slight kind of neatness about me, I guess. Um, so having, kind of all my equipment laid out and uh, I had like my business cards and things like that. And it was a way to create a photo that encapsulated my business. And then to upscale that, I decided why not have the whole of me and all of my equipment and kind of take a top down shot from my drone. Um, because, well, why not? Because also at the time I booked a studio and a client didn't show up. So I'd already paid for the studio space, may as well use it. Um, and I mean, shout out to Hidden Heights for letting me uh, actually fly a drone indoors quickly. Uh, they have very high ceilings and it didn't need to go that high, um, but they easily could have just said no, um, but they were nice enough to kind of let me crack on and lay all of that out. Um, and then other times I just, yeah, I just have like wacky kind of ideas. I have, I'm, I'm trying to work on doing a lot more. Um, so I guess teaser if it's not already out, but like, I really like video games. So I'm doing kind of like a video game select your character kind of series uh, around me and kind of uh, the video industry. So uh, different types of videographers, different types of equipment, outfit changes, uh, different kind of roles within the industry. So uh, like a director character, an editor character, uh, a producer character, a lighting specialist. Um, and don't ask me why I had that idea. It just came to me and I need to do it. And, um, and I realized that, yeah, I should just do more of that stuff. I love that stuff. I love Joel days or Joel's creative days. Um, I love the drone snap that you did. And, and like you say, it's amazing when you can work with creatives who believe in your vision, even if that is, you know, um, flying a drone indoors. Yep. Um, but I mean, the, the, the output of that, you know, it's a really beautiful image. It's really um, stunning to look at stylistically. So I love that, but it also shows what you do. And I, I think, for instance, the idea behind the video game um, kind of avatar, where it's like this is um, this is videography. These are the different roles that you can do. These are the different um, ways that you can work. I mean, it's such a unique and innovative idea. So I, I love that. Um, how do you get your ideas? Where do you get your ideas from? Uh, thin air sometimes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Some, sometimes you, I think you've got to be in a good mood. I mean, if I'm bogged down with work, it's harder to kind of come up with ideas, but sometimes if I'm kind of, you know, finished doing exercise or going to the gym or like just 
looking sometimes ideas just just come um i mean i have like a few i guess like inspirations um or people that yeah kind of have given me like that that passion sometimes when yeah when you kind of sit and go like oh what am i doing like i think everybody has those those days um maybe i don't know maybe i maybe i just do um but yeah so like i mean it's almost cliche within like the videography kind of industry but like peter mckinnon um on youtube uh people like becky and chris um lizzie pierce kind of chris howe those kind of um video influencers uh if i wanted a better term but they are they are hugely inspiring they they kind of um have a lot of stuff i mean youtube's a fantastic tool to just learn a craft because yes i i had a production experience working for a, a company but you know it was only for three years and was a small company so i kind of learned skills through the select few that were there so if there is anything missing from that gap you know you don't know what you don't know so how am i gonna grow and and learn that stuff um so youtube is is fantastic it's funny because you know i actually think you learn so much more in a small business than sometimes in a large corporate because yes you can move and you can make you know you can get promotions and you can get more managerial experience and all kinds of things like that but sometimes in a small business because there's so few resources or because they've got unique challenges as opposed to a, a larger organization you actually sometimes have to do things that you know other people don't or um so you know I'm I'm thinking for example an organization I used to work in you know I was in the marketing team but they had in the social media team you know multiple videographers they had multiple people doing um just going around you know the the um workplace you mm -hmm. know just taking behind the scenes kind of content mm -hmm. for social one person would manage you know Instagram um someone else would their whole job was you know paid um ads you mm -hmm. know or um data analytics around social media so the the team was around um 10 yeah. you know uh, and and then that was part of a wider marketing team but just the digital side was around 10 people yeah and so but they they were also specialized that's great yeah but it just means that you don't get that versatility or, or that breadth of knowledge that i think sometimes you get in a in a smaller um organization so i actually think it's all about how you frame things and those three years yeah. would have been so valuable. Um, I did want to say something though. So what you were saying there around learning from influencers, learning from others, I think that's mm -hmm. so valuable. And there's so much free content available on YouTube and all this kind of stuff. However, sometimes I think that it can be tricky for people because you don't know where to start or like where the beginning is. Mm -hmm. You know, there's often stuff that's available for free, but then there's a paid version as well. So, yeah, and there's also stuff that perhaps is wrong or maybe behind the curve. I mean, if you talk about like social media and like content plans and how to grow a, a million followers in a in a month, and um, 
it is misleading in some circumstances. Like if the algorithm changes, Instagram's changed probably like three times this month, I feel like it just changes all the time. And then also the fact that these people are talking about a million person growth, they probably start with like a million. So it, it, a lot of growth on social media tends to be kind of exponential, kind of like a snowball effect. So the more you have, the easier it is to, to grow. So for someone who's starting out, it is super misleading and kind of becomes deflating. If that's kind of all you, the content that you kind of consume and, and see, you go like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. This, this person's told me to do this and none of it's working. Um, and sometimes it can just be because it's wrong or you just need extra time and they haven't told you some things are down to chance. You know, there is an element of luck in success, um, but you can't always just expect to be lucky. You have to take action and, and take leaps. Um, educated risk. Yeah, I like that. Educate risk is good. I also think it's funny because um, you could have hundreds of followers, but what are they doing? Like, are they engaged? You know, all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, so I always, I like social media, but I have a love-hate relationship with it, especially with my mental health. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a great way to find clients. It's a great way to express yourself. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I think that's really important. So Joel, you know, you're a young entrepreneur, you're 24. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious, uh, you've been running a business for three years. A lot of businesses fail in their first three years. So how have you, you know, made yours work, but also have you experienced any kind of ageism or like has anyone, um, has that ever come into, you know, a question for you? Say you're on a shoot and you mm. turn up and you, you're there and, um, ready to go um what's it like being a young um uh, you know videographer yeah it was uh it was probably more prominent and tough to start off with i mean i moved to a new area so and decided to set up a business so i knew no one it's not even like you have like your school friends nearby and maybe they work for a company so maybe you can get in front of their boss um and do some video work for them not really. Like uh, I have a few like family friends and and family, but uh, up here, but not. Um, yeah, it was it was tough to kind of just go for networking the first time and go into a room and yeah, try and chat to people. And I did have a few. Um, it's more around like production people. Like you kind of chat to them and kind of talk. Um, and I, I remember a few times where, yeah, they kind of just like started chatting and it was like kind of nice and like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like pushed me to the side and kind of just walked off and it's like, well, I'm trying to, trying to work. Um, and definitely been on a few shoots and asked, uh, like us as part of a uni project, um, which is funny because I didn't go to uni. And then also uh, because the clients paid me to be there. Um, so it's a little insulting. It kind of hurts. Um, but I don't feel like I get it as much now. And maybe it is because I have more experience, maybe a bit more 
confidence about myself. Uh, I am also older. So, you know, I started at 21 and now 24. So not by much, but, you know, a little bit, um, a little less fresh face, a bit more rugged. Um, I've seen things, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. What was the other part? Oh, starting a, a, a business. I guess, I guess going back to what you were saying about um, working for a small company. Yeah, it did mean that I had to do other roles than just film. So I did start managing clients, um, scheduling, planning shoots. Uh, the only thing I didn't deal with at the company was anything financial. So that's the thing that I've had to kind of learn as I go, which is um, kind of the most crucial and scary part, because if you're not bringing in money, um, then the business doesn't work. Um, so that kind of helped. And then it really was about, I mean, networking a hundred percent is the, for me was the best approach. I get a lot of work through referral and word of mouth and, um, usually more around my attitude, um, comes up more than I guess the quality of work, not to say that I do a bad job or I try not to, I definitely try to do the best I can. And people seem to like my stuff, which is good. Um, but a lot of clients have said like, I'm easy to work with. I'm kind of, uh, what's the word? Um, I, I have an input so I don't just turn up and film what I'm told to film. If I don't think something's right, then I'll kind of step in and say, well, maybe we should do it this way. Um, and therefore they should get a better result from it, which, um, as I'm kind of selling myself as an expert, like that's what an expert should do. Um, they shouldn't just go with the flow and kind of, well, I'm getting paid either way. So it doesn't really matter. Um, because, well, it's still my name on the line, uh, and then the business after myself. So I can't just run away from it. Um, so, you know, I try as hard as I can. And then I guess over the pandemic, which was tough. I mean, I worked, did a lot of work with uh, the local council in North Tyneside. Um, and that was, again, a bit of luck, but also the fact that I went out there. And the only reason I say luck was because they had an application for consultants um, and a newer contact. I saw that something was happening similarly in Teesside. So I asked the local contact at North Tyneside, were they doing something similar for local businesses? Because businesses need to market themselves, but they don't have the money. Um, and if they don't market themselves, then they could potentially close over the pandemic. And they said, yes, we are. Applications closed two o'clock today. Just sign up. Yeah. So uh, I spent the rest of that day trying to write pages of like evidence of what I can do, how it can help, uh, proof from previous stuff and uh, got the job. <laughs> That's amazing because you took that into control, but also I wish I'd been around then because I love those kind of deadlines. Those are my favorite where it's like, this needs to be done in an hour. You've got like, I love the adrenaline rush and I know you hate it. I depends what it is. Mm. Depends what it is. Sometimes it, I, I understand the adrenaline rush. I think it works from an hour 
to about 10 minutes left then that final 10 minutes is like oh I better get it done <laughs> yeah absolutely so one of the things before we wrap up the episode that I wanted to ask mm -hmm. you about is you know both of us have kind of we started collaborating in 2020 mm -hmm. so when COVID happened mm -hmm. we were both creatives like oh my gosh what are we gonna do and um, I was looking at doing an online podcasting course and you very kindly did some great uh, content for a, mod um, a module around videography. Mm -hmm. And so we're getting that back online. Uh, we've got lots of interest in that. and I can't wait to share that with people. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you uh, about collaboration and, um, you know, what you get out of collaborating. So you talked about networking before mm -hmm. and that was great. But how have you seen as a small business owner and as a young business owner, What's been the value of collaboration? The reason I'm asking you that yeah. is because I know how out of your comfort zone doing a podcast is. So yeah, I'm curious yeah. about the fact that like having someone to push you like me, yeah. um, how is how has that been useful? Uh, it it's yeah, collaboration is is your best friends because you, I mean, build business friends really. Um, you know, apart from you, who's also helped me. In my journey, uh, Lauren McWilliams is a, a photographer locally, and she's set out at the same similar time as me. Uh, her business is kind of a few months ahead, but you know we work on bigger clients because we can do because you know you can't do it all yourself. Um, you know, so especially for events, I can't take video and photography because I just can't be in two places at once. So you either get one or the other for certain moments. So certain moments are missed. So. Having someone who can kind of work with me and complement my skills, um, complement each other, then that really helps. And also being able to just phone each other and go like, I am, yeah, I'm weighing over my head about something or uh, I'm having this issue or how do you do that? Do you know any funding? Hey guys, this is going on. You should definitely apply or like, Give me a review or just yeah. All, or, all hey, I need things. to create this audition tape. Tape like stat. Yeah. Can you help me do it? You know, there's there's so many things like that. But also, yeah, just having those friends to lean on. I think it's certainly something that saved my bacon a couple of times. I know that I'm so grateful for for you and what you bring to our team and collective of Flamingo Heights, but also to your clients and to mm -hmm. the clients we worked with together because. Gosh, there's so much you bring, um, creative talents and just a different perspective. And um, Joel and I have been known to fight over props and things that I want in the shot, but actually they might clash with the lighting or stuff I just would never think about. So ruin consistency. Yes. Yeah. I Change, like to changing props between scenes because that one looks nicer. <sighs> Variety is the spice of life, Joel. It's what I found. <laughs> I agree. But if you look at something like Game of Thrones where it blew up because it was a Starbucks coffee, I mean, people lose their mind over it. Me but, included. But I mean, that was a bit different. It's like medieval type vibes with Starbucks. It's I know, but a if bit we of a juxtaposition. To be the best, that's where we aspire to be. Well, I'm very grateful for your creative feedback. I wanted to ask my favorite question and last question to mm -hmm. close this. Um, what's your number one word to note you as zest? I, I guess it's technically two words, but rock music, that gives me a good form of motivation for like anything that I kind of do. Uh, I listen to it all the time in the car. I sing in the car. 
probably poorly. Um, but I listen to it at the gym, doing kickboxing. Uh, they play it at the gym, which is perfect gym for me because I, I didn't even pick those tunes. Um, when I'm editing photos, when I'm trying to have an ideas page, it just really like gets me going. Um, it is a good, real good like pick me up. Um, and it's good to listen to. So I have to agree, I love rock music and I also love going on car journeys, road trips to clients because I just love the playlists that we get. So can I ask a favor? Could you mm -hmm. curate a special Joel uh, playlist for this episode? Ooh, like I... just something that people can click on and listen to on Spotify. Yeah, I guess so. You could just follow me on Spotify. Oh, that's no fun. <laughs> Come on. No, no. I'll, uh, yeah, I can create my top 40 hits. I've, I've got some bangers in there. Exciting. Right. Okay. On that note, let's go do some work. Okay. No worries. <laughs> Thank you very much. You've been listening to Nurture Your Zest and I've been your host, Ashley King. You can find us online on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Nurture Your Zest, as well as our website and YouTube channel. If you've liked our episode today, please give us a follow or leave a review or any comments. We love reading these. We look forward to catching up with you again soon as you learn to nurture your zest. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.